What is up, y'all? Welcome to the 5Q5K. I'm your host, Josh Williams. The goal of this podcast is to create a safe and welcoming environment for you to learn and begin to embrace what I've come to know as an actively improving lifestyle. We hope you're able to get out there and get active while you join in on our conversation. That being said, let's get to it. All right, what is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the 5Q5K. I'm here with my cousin, Jared Scott. How are you doing, Jared? Doing well, doing well. Thanks for having me, Josh. Of course. I'm glad this is the, fir- the first family pod I've had, so I'm happy for it. I'm excited for it. Yeah, there we go, man. Yeah, so we, we just got done running our 5K, and we're on we're on my home turf. Jared was down in Grapevine, so we went for a run at uh, Grapevine Lake. We were up. We started at Snaky Lane. We kind of went out and went down Kimball a bit, turned back, and then did the reverse. We got some nice wind coming back and then hit a couple good hills on the way back. So we got got to test those quads out, right? There we go. We, we got to tell them though, what, what do we really start out with, Josh? At first, Jared got me, he got me in the lab doing burpees. I, <laughs> I have not, the last burpee I did was for a, it was for a Spartan race. And they told me that I had to do it as like a punishment. And I, I'll be happy to say today, it didn't feel like a punishment. I enjoyed doing it with you. You showed me how to do Tell me what the two ways were. It's this. Uh, the six count and the 10 count. Six count and 10 count. The yeah. 10 count is the one you you go down, you you go down to a push-up, you do mountain climber one side, another push-up, mountain climber the other side, another push-up, and then you go up. So you get three push-ups every time. Never so that was, that was pretty good. That, yeah. you, you showed me something new too. So we, we both got a little out of our comfort zones today. Yeah, right? yeah. We, we, we did it on your turf. We did a little bit of my workout in there too. So it was good. It was hey, I'd love to see it. I, hey, I'm going to be adding a couple burpees in now. So that I, feel, I feel like I'm my arms are already getting stronger. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> there you go. Well, kind of give give the people a little background on yourself, Jared. Kind of tell them your your background in athletics, kind of your background growing up. Just give give everybody a little little eye into Jared. Okay, sure, sure. Uh, I grew up uh, doing what a lot of little boys do, at least in Oklahoma City, where I grew up. A lot of baseball, a lot of throwing stuff, uh, a lot of running around the front yard, a lot of catching crawdads, just all sorts of stuff outside. Crawdads. Crawdads. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You remember crawdads? I never caught crawdads. I guess I'm too much of a city slicker. (laughs) I don't know. That feels like a a Louisiana thing. No, no. We had a creek behind our house and we would would catch crawdads and put them in a bucket. And I, I don't know what we did with them afterwards. I think we just put them back in the creek. But- it was like, and I don't know what a crawdad is. I should, I should look that up. Is it a shrimp? Is it a, I don't know what it is. Oh, that's probably what you're eating at the Red Lobster. All you can eat shrimp. You're eating all crawdads. Yeah, right? probably, probably. Yeah, locally caught in the Oklahoma City creeks. So. <laughs> yeah, that's a little risky, man. Yeah, right. So that was a lot of it. Uh, I grew up uh, playing a lot of wall ball. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of wall ball. I don't really, I've, that's one of those things that like, I don't know if you can even find the rules for wall ball on the internet these days. It's so old, but uh, we had a, a, uh, a big wall uh, on the side of our house and then a fence right behind it. And the gist of it was you would throw it against the wall. You had to catch it on the rebound. If you didn't, you had to run to the wall before someone hit the wall with a ball oh, for yeah, you yeah. and you okay. got out. So that was a wall ball. I don't even know if it was, maybe it was our own invention. I don't even know, but probably not. I feel like I like in, in my head, I was like, I feel like it's like racquetball yeah. without a racket. But then you also got to get to the wall. Yeah. Right? Is kinda, that kind of, okay. yeah, kind of not, not too far off. Yeah. So if you, if you miss, if you don't catch it or whatever, then you got to run to the wall before they hit the wall with the ball. Okay. So, hence wall ball. There you so. go. And I mean, you can throw pretty quick. Yeah. Like, for I feel sure. like I might've played in school, but I feel like the kids would kind of like change the, like, you know, like those kids at school, they're like, oh, well, actually the rule's different now so yeah. that I can win. Like, I feel like that's, I might've played someone else's variation, <laughs> like the house rules somebody else had for a yeah, wall there, ball. 
there's probably a lot of rule, uh, house rules for wall ball, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if the, the rules, we probably just made them up, honestly. I don't even remember. Hey, so. There you go. I mean, you got to do it. Yeah, well, right. So then so then after after growing up, kind of tell me, like, what were the, what were the sports you guys started into? Because I know, I know there was one we were talking about that was, was kind of your... Your choice sport, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so I grew up playing a little of everything. I played some soccer. I played some baseball. I tried, played some football. I played some basketball. And I think to some degree, uh, you know, I'm not the biggest guy in the world. Like, my size dictated some of what I played. So when I played football in eighth grade, shout out, more West Tigers. Hey, go Tigers. Yeah, right? <laughs> I was pretty awful, and I was essentially a tackling dummy. Like, I was just way smaller than everybody else. And, you know, it just wasn't a good experience. And basketball was a similar experience as well. So, you know, whenever you're five, six inches shorter than everybody else, basketball is not your thing. At least unless you're like Spud Webb or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm no Spud Webb, so. There's few Spud Webbs out there, Absolutely. Man. <laughs> Absolutely. But so anyways, what I ended up settling on was golf. Golf was my, hey, you call it, you, is golf a sport? I don't know. It's no, it's a sport. It's okay. a sport. All right. Yeah. All right. You've seen everybody's out there seeing full swing, the documentary, man. There you like, go. It's a sport. It's yeah, a sport. Good, good point. Good point. So that's kind of where I ended up. So I uh, spent a lot of time playing golf in high school, uh, worked at a country club for a few years, got to play free golf, which is the best. That ain't so, bad. Yeah, yeah. And really, when you work at a country club like or any golf course, like you spend about 80% of your time messing around. Yeah. And like 20% <laughs> work. And so like it's a great high school job. It's like Caddyshack, Caddyshack yeah. vibes. Absolutely. It was like. <laughs> How can I how can I hit golf balls while I'm getting paid and not get in trouble for it? That was kind of <laughs> that was kind of it. So. That ain't, I should have worked there, man. That right? ain't bad. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. So golf so golf through high school. Mm -hmm. yep. And then after after high school, kind of what did it look like? Where'd you where'd you go after that? You know, after high school, I actually did a little bit of running. So uh I went to college at OU. Uh I didn't do a lot of working out at that time. I did a lot of, you know, going to school and working. Uh and then once I I'm a pharmacist by training. Once yeah, I got you, you had tough classes, man. Yeah. So you yeah. Had to actually study. I, I was kind of getting to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean undergrad was I mean undergrad was it was reasonably tough, but pharmacy school was a different thing entirely, but I did actually get into running for a little bit during pharmacy school. Okay. Yeah, so I was thinking about that when when I was thinking about coming on and uh, I had lived in an apartment complex and I'd run like two laps around the around the apartment complex, so and I think that's the last time I really formally ran. Okay. Uh, yeah, so and then after that like I think running was always kind of punishment for me in some ways so maybe i just had a bad like mental you know a bad mental state when it comes to running like it was always for doing something i wasn't supposed to be doing you just like reinforce that negative like relationship every time you're in you're like ah yeah this ain't for me this ain't for me absolutely okay. absolutely so uh well i didn't have it today on our run but i used hey, to good there we go yeah right <laughs> and i used to really struggle with like my jaw would get sore i'd be like too tense and like maybe today because we were talking the whole time I didn't feel any of that. Like, yeah, yeah. I didn't feel that. Like, usually, I'm like my my jaw will be so sore afterwards because hey. I'm so tensed up. But yeah, not today. It was great. That's huge. There yeah, you go. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Glad small to win. Hear it. Small win. Hey, so. that's a, that's a big win. That's a big win. Yeah, right. I know that's something. When I when I started running, I know there was a guy that like we were we were friends in college, and he he told me like I guess when I started, I would always do my shoulders up like real high, like I guess like yeah. tense up my shoulders. Right. And he he ran a lot, and he always told me like he's like dude like. At a certain point, you got to just let the shoulders go down. Yeah. Like, he's like, I don't know what you're stressed about when you're running. I was like, probably just the running is what I'm stressed <laughs> about back then. Like, honestly. You know? Surviving. Just trying yeah, to survive. Yeah, seriously. Um, but then once I figured out, just kind of like, just let them drop. And like, sometimes I'll like, sometimes even like on long runs, like, like we were talking on a run, we were talking about running with hydration vests or like carrying something like that on your back. Mm -hmm. I'll notice myself like when I'm carrying a hydration pack, I'm like, okay. Let the shoulders down, let them down. It's like, I don't know, maybe maybe that's something you could like 
massage the jaw a little bit. There you go. I don't know. There Maybe that, I feel like it's something you have to consciously remind yourself of to just be at peace with the, sure with the action. I don't know. Sure. No, I think that's good advice. And like never in any athletic endeavor, are you supposed to carry a whole lot of tension in your yeah, body. Right? Yeah. Like you need to be relaxed. You can't perform when you're stressed like that for sure. Well, it's so. like probably, you, you probably saw in golfing too. Like I know I've, I'll be the first to say I'm I'm a top golf kind of golfer. Uh, yeah, I've, okay. I've I've not actually golfed. I'm a top golf version of golfer. But if I'm if I'm real tensed up trying to swing, that could mess up your back. Yeah, right? yeah. It's it's never going to be good for you. Yeah, and carrying any tension in your body like that can't be good for you, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so so kind of tell me. So you started you started the running in pharmacy school, and it's it's been it's been a hiatus. But hey, we're back. We're yeah, back. back. So so what what is what is your goal within exercise and within like your health today? Like, and how has that kind of changed over the years? You know? Right. Right. Yeah. So I think that's, that's part of what got me really into your podcast is like, I'm real, I'm real uh, fanatical about fitness. My flavor of fitness is not running, but it's fitness nonetheless. Right. For sure. So, um, so for me, what I do is kind of a hybrid workout. Um, so I uh, really, my, my goal really is just to be healthy. That's mm -hmm. it. Like that's the end goal. That's and, a good goal, man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I think I've struggled with even today when we were out running, like to be fully transparent, like I thought, man, I'm not even gonna run all the, all the way up this last hill. Like, but if the end goal is health and not running an entire 5k, then like you've, you've already won. You're out yeah, there, yeah. right? You've already won. You're and, doing something more than the majority of the population already if absolutely. you're just getting off that couch and getting out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think sometimes I can be my own worst critic. Well, oftentimes I can be my own worst critic, but you kind of got to remember like I'm out here for my own health. And like, if I'm out here moving, if I'm out here sweating, if I'm out here getting my heart rate up, that's all a win. For all sure. These, all these other small things I'm starting to tear myself down about like, ah, I should have ran all the way up that last hill or I had to stop to catch my breath or whatever. All that stuff's just distraction, really. So, hey, and we made it up the last hill. So I'm, I'm shouting you out. Don't don't look at it as don't tear yourself down because we made it up the hill. Yeah, we so did. Don't even worry. We did. We did indeed. So yeah. So I think what I do now for working out is is kind of a hybrid. So um, I've always kind of loved steady state cardio, and mine my flavor that I prefer is uh, like an exercise bike, like okay. stationary uh, bike. Uh, I found I have a recumbent bike where you sit almost in like a seat. Oh yeah. Um, what's is that better on the back? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I've had back problems historically, and mm -hmm. I found out that that recumbent bike really takes that that strain of me pitching my back over and leaning uh, over handlebars. Yeah, which I'm better now. I had surgery a couple of years back, and I'm good now. But there was a time when I couldn't do that for sure. So it really allowed me to exercise within the parameters that I kind of had to work within. So, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So so that's steady state. What's the other? You said there were two parts. Yeah, yeah. What's so, the next part? Uh, my other part is burpees. Oh man. Yeah, that, that's why we had to throw some burpees. In there the today. burpees, man. You got to tell them what the workout was. You, you told me about it. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's the busy dad training program is what it's called. Okay. So, you know, I kind of like let the YouTube algorithm dictate my life sometimes like most people do these days. Yeah. Yeah. And I found this busy dad training program and it's, it's, it's based on a few things, which, uh, are kind of my requirements for, uh, what I want to do in a workout. And it's that I can do it at home. Um, I can do it in a relatively short period of time and it makes me sweat. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so what I do is like, it started out as 20 minutes of burpees. Uh, and I do 20 minutes of burpees, not continuously. Cause I'm not, an, I'm not a hero. See, when but, you told me that I was like, Oh my gosh, that is more burpees than I can fathom. That's yeah, so yeah. many burpees. No, I mean, so it still is a lot of burpees. So I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, you know, explain too much of that away, but like on my average session, I'm going to crank out 150 probably somewhere in there. 
That is 150 more than burpees than I have done, dude. So yeah, congrats. No. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks. It, it's a lot. It took me some time to work up to it, but it, usually I'll do anywhere from 10 to 15. I started out doing 20 minutes and it was just so hard on my body that I found myself just not working out and needing so much recovery time. Yeah. And I think I've kind of learned through listening to your podcast, you know, when, when I came up in pharmacy school and stuff, we were kind of trained that like, if you're not working out to 140, 150 beats per minute on your, on your heart rate, it doesn't really count. Oh, so okay. I think that's some older, outdated, some old school knowledge. Old school take. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And so really when I look at a chart, like, you know, you've been talking about like, you know, trying to find that T2 yeah. level of training. Shout out Drew Baxley with the T2. Right? No, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Drew. You taught me a lot, man. But uh, so I think I, I work out in 150, 160. I mean, I was telling you today, like yeah. one day I was doing uh, burpees and it was those 10 counts, the really hard one with the mountain climber in between. Oh, man. I looked down and my my heart rate was 198. And I was like, I'm, I'm about to explode. Ooh. Like, I got to calm down here. Your heart's so, saying, please yes. stop. Just please give me a break. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I really think that it really kind of your your podcast kind of took, kind of brought me into focus that like what I'm doing is probably, it's not bad for me. It's certainly not sitting on the couch, but it's also not the best way. So, okay. uh, so I've kind of started doing a, a hybrid of the two. So I'll do 10, 12, maybe 15 minutes of burpees if I'm really feeling it. And then I'll get on the exercise bike for about 20 minutes after that. So okay. gets a sweat going, especially when you do the burpees on the front end, that really yeah. gets your heart rate up. Yeah. And then I kind of, you know, do some steady state cardio and it's working out for me really well. So there you go. Yeah. And it, and I feel like once you've done the burpees, you're, you're already so, kind of, like you said, you're so like your body's so like invigorated at that point. It's like the being on the exercise bike, you're going to keep that sweat the entire time. It's going to, it's going to be more productive than you might think like, ah, oh, like it's 20 minutes on the bike. Like, oh, it's, it's easy money. But after you're doing the burpees, your whole body, you're probably just like, oh my gosh, those burpees just, <laughs> they ate my lunch, man. I, I know, I know they probably eat your lunch sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Know. They always do. They Dude. always do. Don't beat yourself up. They always are crazy, man. They're hard. Oh my yeah, gosh. Well, so, so you mentioned, you mentioned being, being a pharmacist and you mentioned kind of like your passion for staying fit and staying in shape. Kind of where did, where do you think that came from? Do you think, was it a marriage of the two things or? Kind yeah, of? I think it largely was, you know, I've been a pharmacist for 15 years now. And I think throughout the time that I've been a pharmacist, you know, I've, you know, been with a lot of these patients that I have for, I've worked, worked at the same place for almost nine years now. And yeah. I've seen them, you know, take more medicine and uh, have worse outcomes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really thought like, like, how can, how can I be different? Like, how can, how can we, take this a different way. Like I think a lot of times in our healthcare system, like the answer is add another pill and uh, like, maybe that's not the real answer. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think we all know that. And like, if this isn't a hot take as a pharmacist, I think most pharmacists will tell you the same thing. Like we're on too many medicines. Like we just need to be overall healthier. Yeah. We need to eat a better diet. We need to exercise. We need to take care of our mental health. Like we need to do all this stuff. And it's, it's harder to do all that stuff in the short term than just take a pill. Yeah. But man, it's so much better for you in the long term. So, um, so yeah, I, I, um, you know, I think I, I sort of saw these patients just get less and less, less and less healthy and add more and more medicines. And I thought, man, there's gotta be a better way than this. And for sure. Yeah. So I think that's really kind of, kind of what, what brought me to, to where I am today is, is, you know, yes, I have the pharmacy background and I know that it can solve problems that other things can't, but I think a lot of the stuff, most of our problems as a society are, are problems of uh, lifestyle. Well, I mean, you mentioned like the mental health aspect, being in shape in general, and, mm-hmm. and kind of like almost having that desire to get out and be active. I think all those go hand in hand. Like when you're when you're more active, 
I, I'm, I'm not going to act like I know all the all the stats and everything, but I've I've seen a lot of a lot of research that's been done about reduced anxiety, like reduced depression, like when you're when you're out doing some sort of cardio and some sort of like exercise like that. Is that absolutely? Am I am I correct there? Am I am I off the reservation? No, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you know, you, you release a lot of endorphins, the runner's high that we talk about. For so. sure. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I would call it a runner's high, but it's the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. You get that dump of endorphins. For me, like I get a calming effect. Like, yeah. Um, to this day, like nothing is better than me having a hard workout, a cool down, and right after the cool down, like I'll do a Bible study because I'm never sure. as mentally sharp as I am right as right after I do a workout. You know, it locks so, you in, man. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It just kind of it brings things into focus. It calms me down. Like, you know, and I think there's something. I think one reason I've always looked at like why I've always kind of sought out the sweat is there's also something to that too. Like, yeah. you know, that sweating just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if it, it just feels like it kind of like lets some of that out of your system, you know? So. It's like something cathartic. Like it's Absolutely. almost like your body, like, like wants that. And then Absolutely. once you're like, ah, oh, that actually feels pretty nice. You know, <laughs> that's a way better way of saying it. Yeah. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. See, that was my, when I, when I was growing up, like I, I mean, being in Texas, like summer, Texas, summer heat, like, you know, like, you're going to you're going to sweat going from the car to like the grocery <laughs> store like you're you're sweating no matter what yeah i remember when i was little i i hated sweating for whatever reason like i just i didn't like it and i don't know like like that that little me like now i'm like, I'm like bro like trust me man like it just helps like you're gonna sweat no matter what just go on out there and like no nobody's judging like you know i, I think maybe that was in my head i was like oh like if i'm doused in sweat and like somebody else is like i don't know maybe maybe this is our genes I sweat a ton. I don't know about you, Same. but so maybe it's our genes, but um, some people I would like be in class. I'm like, you aren't sweating at all. What's, what's wrong with me then? So then it was like, I always took it as like a self-conscious thing, but like, Hey, just get out there. And like, everybody's sweating. Everybody's, everybody's feeling better. Just go and knock it out. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I think sweat is kind of proof that you've done the work too, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You can look at it another way. Like instead of like, Oh, I don't want to be sweaty and have to take a shower. Like no, I get to be sweaty. Like, yeah, yeah. I get to get out there and get my heart rate up and do something good. Put for that me. hard hat on. Absolutely. You know? Get there to work, go. right? Yeah, you yeah. You work. got to. Somebody's got to, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, talk about so I mean, putting on that hard hat, putting on putting on that hard hat, taking a lunch pail, coming to coming to work every day. Kind of tell me the like you mentioned the sedentary lifestyle that like a lot of people like in our country and just a lot of people in general have now. Kind of walk me through like What's motivating you to get out there? Like, hey, I want to put that hard hat on. I want to get my lunch pail, do the burpees, get on the stationary bike. Like, kind of walk me through what motivates you to get out there. Sure. Know, beyond beyond the sweat, beyond the the feeling good. Right, right. So I think it's kind of twofold for me. Like, for one, there is the short-term effects that I talked about. Like, it really does make me feel better. And it really does make me feel better, like, right afterwards. It's not like... I think it can be harder if your if your goal has a an outcome that takes you years to get to. That's fair. Yeah, but with yeah. working out, like I get it immediately. Yeah, like, like I feel it now, right after we got our workout in. Yeah, like, yeah. Calm, I'm chill. You know, the stress has kind of faded away a little bit for a little bit. You know, so uh, so that's one of them. So I think I think for me, like my why is the reason. So yeah, uh, the why is in the short term, it is just just feeling better for sure. And in the long term, I have a lot of family history of some pretty some stuff you don't want to have. Yeah, uh, dementia, cancer, heart disease. So um, that means I got that too, right? Uh, some of it, I'm afraid oh, to say, no. my man. I'm oh, afraid this, to say. This is a bad, bad way to go. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, you know, I mean, we, you know, I, I can't do anything about my genetics. There's nothing yeah. I can do there. But That's what fair. I can do is be as healthy as I can be. So, you know, you can only control what you can control. That's and, fair. And I think ultimately my goal really is just to be the best version of me I can be. And for me to act like some of that doesn't involve fitness too is, is just short-sighted. So That's a good goal, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, sure. you, you talk about, you talk about the, like, the short-term effect of like, man, I feel really great after this. Like you mentioned, like a lot of people will like add another pill into their repertoire because they're like, oh, the short-term effect, I'm going to feel better. Yeah. But hey, if you look at that, there might be like, like it's like the, the matrix, the red pill or the blue pill. You got one pill that's actually a pill and the other pill, if you got outside and you kind of feel you're going to have a similar short-term effect, right? Like sure. In some, in some of those cases. Sure. Right? And, and certainly like, you know, where it really starts to get tough for me is you'll start seeing people taking pills to address side effects of other pills. Oh. And you're like, man, like, where are we going now? Like this starts to get like, it, like the system is feeding on itself. Like, it's down the rabbit crazy. hole at that Yeah, point. yeah, right, right. Man. And sometimes you don't have a choice. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not here to say that anyone who's on medicine shouldn't be on medicine. Yeah. I'm just here to say that like, maybe there's a better way, you know, yeah. and, and maybe, maybe it's worth it to take the heart, to do the hard work and, and not just take the other pill. Cause there's not just, it's not just like, you know, it's not a, it's not a, it's not an either or situation. Right? Yeah. So we can, we can take that pill and, and it might produce the effect we want, but inevitably it's going to come with some side effects that we don't want. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's not the matrix. It's not the straight of one choice. <laughs> no, no, no. And yeah. I even, I, I have some relatives that uh, have told me once, like uh, it, it was my, uh, my in-law and he said, oh yeah, when I want to eat a donut, I just take a second diabetic pill. I'm like, bro, that is not how we do that. Oh, like, no. like, no, that is not, you need a pharmacist in your life, man. And you, need to, you need to listen to your doctor because I know he didn't tell you that. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't. I don't know if that if that's the move. Honestly, <laughs> it's not. It's not. I can yeah. tell you that. My my oh, professional man. opinion is definitely not the move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh wow, that is that's a way to go. Honestly, I don't know. Yeah. See that. See, I've I've started taking like little bits of supplements, and I don't know. I guess I guess I could ask your ph pharmacist recommendation on supplements. Like, I'll take like. What are your, what's your take on like taking like turmeric, like with, I think it's like got black pepper in it that helps you absorb it. Is that a decent idea? It, I've heard it helps with inflammation. Talk to my doctor about it, but I don't know. Like what's, what's your take? So my take on it is that to, to be totally transparent, like at least in pharmacy school and, and my expectation is medical school too, you don't learn that much about that stuff. Oh, so, okay. and, and I think if there's a good, the good and the bad is that it's not really that studied. Unfortunately, sword there. Yeah, right. Yeah. Unfortunately, most medicines that we take these days have been heavily studied by drug companies. Okay. And there's inherent, you know, bias in that. Yeah. Um, but there's also lots of money in that. Yeah. So they they can fund research in ways that people that produce turmeric tablets just can't. So uh, uh, so so I, I don't think what I usually tell people is there are a, a very handful of supplements that I can think of that can actually be harmful. And turmeric's not on that list. Go for it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, cool. Cool. There you go. <laughs> so it's not going to hurt you. It might help you. Go for it. That's okay. My, that's my official take on it. So. Yeah. So that, that's that's a thing that I, I've been told by a couple people, and like for a while, I was like, I don't know, I don't know. And then I I met with my doctor like a few weeks ago, and I was telling I was telling her like, yeah, like I've been kind of having like basically I, I did like a really long taper, and it was weird, and like a lot a lot of other. Ver like variables that probably affected it more, but I was feeling like kind of my joints were sore than I like typically have them. And she was like, this might help you. 
Okay. And so that, that was when I started taking it. So I was yeah. like, I wanted, I don't know. I, I wanted, I wanted the, no, the I professionals think, take. I think that's, know? I think you're totally fine with that. Like okay. there, there are just a handful of, of them. So I, I guess to cover all bases, like if you're on a, an herbal and you go to a pharmacy, tell them you're on the herbal. Cause okay. there are a handful of them that can interact with medicines. They okay. can cause problems. Uh, it's, it's really just a few. So okay. there's not a lot of them. So I think in the, in the most, for the most part, you're going to be fine taking an herbal. Just take it like it says in the bottle. Don't take okay. 40 of them a day, obviously. Just eat, just eat one donut with my turmeric you tablet, got it. right? Perfect. Don't take Perfect. an extra one to eat another donut, No, right? no, never. <laughs> one one, one uh, donut per turmeric. That okay, good. Say. Hey, that, that's a good, that's, I can remember that, Matt. <laughs> well, um, I, wanted, I wanted to ask you too. Um, I think you might've reached out. It was either me or my dad. We were talking about it and you were telling me like, hey, I did a 5K through, it was through your company, right? Yeah, I tried. I tried to. So I was going to do yeah. a 5K and like my shoes were bad. My jaw hurt, like all those things we talked yeah, about. Yeah, like yeah. I got, you know, I, I was hit. I was hit workout in shape. So mm -hmm. at the time I was doing hit workout. So think like P90X or something like yeah. that. Oh, dude, that stuff is insane. It's hard. It's oh hard. My gosh, yeah, yeah. But for some reason, I like it. Like and I think I think you have that, too. Like, yeah, yeah. I think whenever whenever you you sign up for running a marathon, you're signing up for doing a hard thing. That's true. That's right? true. And I think some of that is like you want to challenge yourself. You you're asking like, am I, can I do this? Am I made of the stuff that, that allows me to run a marathon? That's true. And I think some of that self-discovery is like, it's important. Like yeah. you need that, you know? Um, so, but for me trying to get that warm up 5k in, like my feet were hurting, uh, my jaw was sore. Yeah, and I was just yeah. like, I'm not a runner. I got to move on. Okay. And really, and part of the reason I reached out is that like, you've got all this wealth of knowledge on running and you'll be humble about it. And you'll say, oh, I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know a whole lot of people that have run Boston Marathon and you're one of them. So hey, well. <laughs> you've, you've got an intrinsic amount of knowledge there. And the best we can do as human beings is to lean on people that have more knowledge than us in a topic. So, and I think another thing that you really, you really turned me on to is like this idea of like running as community. So yeah, I've heard this this talk of Strava. Like yeah. I never heard of Strava. Hey, we're gonna get you on. I mean, maybe. Oh, maybe. there we go. Let's see how Let's it goes. Go. Okay. I gotta I gotta make like because I heard like I need to make like uh, a picture of like some bunny ears with my run or something like that. Right? Oh, Is yeah. that the deal? Like, <laughs> yeah, I gotta you, draw. You gotta draw my... something. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. There you go. The Strava art. There so you go. go. There, there you go. go. So yeah, <laughs> I, I'm thinking about it for sure. You got me curious, and I think, I think. I'm curious about like, do I have time for it? Like what's mm -hmm. the time commitment like? So can I fit all this into my two kids, married, full-time job, you know, side hustle lifestyle? And that, that's a question mark I have. See, so. I think you could. And I, I think, I, I guess I'll, I'll say I'm, I'm not, I'm not where you're at. And I know like as, as life goes on, you're going to have more and more like, I guess, competing, competing aspects of your time. Like you're not like, Something, this is something I learned from a professor. He always told me, he's like, hey, there's three variables in life. It's money, time, and energy. Mm -hmm. And you'll always have two of them, but you never really have all three. So you got to try to make all three work. So like, I guess, for instance, like when you're young, you have the time and energy. When you're like an adult, you have the energy and the money, but not the time. And then when you're older, you have the time and the money, but not the energy. So you got to kind of find a way to work around, which like, I yeah. think kind of, I, I know I'm not exactly in your stage of life, but in for what I've seen, like when I was in grad school and stuff, like being able to run, like you mentioned going to a gym and like, for me, that just never worked. Like going to a gym, it's the time commitment of getting in there, finding a locker, getting your towel, getting the machine, and then seeing the machine that you're going to use is being used by a guy who's like doing a TikTok video about like 
some workout thing, you know, and then you're right. like, well, I got 20 minutes before I can use this machine. So now like that just never worked for me, like from a time perspective. But what I really enjoyed about running when I started running was like, Hey, like I am the equipment I need. Like realistically, like I'm, I'm not waiting on anybody to use the equipment because I'm the equipment and I can go from my house and go for however long I want and then come back for however long I want. So yeah. I think for me that like, I'll be the first to say I was really poor with time management when I started running. Mm. And when I started, I'd be like, oh, I have 45 minutes before I have to be at this actual commitment. I got time to go on a run. And it's mm. like, that just wasn't smart. Yeah. But if you can find a time, like what worked for me when I started and like kind of when I was in grad school was like, I'd, I'd go to the library, I'd be like writing on a paper and like, there were so many books. Like, it's like, I don't, I don't even know how many books we were had to read for grad school. It's insane. But right. I would leave the library and I'd go, okay, now I just got to decompress, go for a run. And like, there was no time constraint after it for me. Mm -hmm. And like, I know people are one way or the other. It's like, typically like you either don't want a time constraint of like, I'm doing nothing before I get up and I run mm -hmm. or I'm doing nothing after I go and run. And then whatever happens, I can, you can recover, I can recover and go home and, drink a glass of chocolate milk or glass of oat milk or something and just kind of recover. So like, I mean, that, that one worked for me, but I think like if you can find like the, the chunk of time that you want to have to go on that run, if you can just fence off that little chunk of time, it like, it almost makes you more organized. And this is something mm -hmm. my mom's always told me. And like, I didn't really believe it until I got into doing like the longer runs, but it's right. like, I'm, I think without running, I'm probably a disorganized person and I'll, okay. I'll just admit it. I'll, I'll say it, but with running, it helps me organize the other aspects of my day because I know if I don't organize my time in the correct way, I won't be able to go on that run. Yeah. And kind of like you said, like you have that mental of being out there. It's like, well, I want to fence off that time because I want to make sure I can actually go and run. So yeah, sure. I don't know. I don't know if that helps at all, but it, it might, if you figure out, okay, am I a morning run person? Am I a night run person? You kind of find out which one works and then, kind of be able to just fence off a little window. That was, for me, it made me super organized in the rest of my life. Too. Yeah. Granted, I don't have kids and I right. don't have a wife and I don't have like a job like you have. So I'm like, I'm, I'm not exactly where you're at, but maybe, maybe that's something that could yeah, maybe no, help a little bit. That's a good call. And, and I think, you know, it kind of does fit one of my requirements, which is like, I got to be able to do it like with the stuff I have. Like I'm yeah, not going to yeah. go to a gym where I need a bunch of equipment and yeah. I got a pair of running shoes, you know, I can make that work. There you go. So there you go. I've got, I've got a neighborhood I can run around. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And on if you get on Strava, you can do a thing where you can make like a segment for your neighborhood. Okay. So you say like, say you want to be the com the competitive with yourself. You know, what you can do oh. is like, you can do that lap and it'll tell you, hey, today, like it might be a random Tuesday night or something. You're like, hey, you had your PR on your neighborhood lap this, oh. this night or something, which I think is kind of cool. That is cool. I'll run like a similar path and I'll be like, Man, like sometimes I'll be like, man, I had a rough workout. It didn't go well. I didn't feel good. But yeah. then I'll get back and I'll be like, but you did have a PR in this one little segment. Oh, like, nice. Ah, well, there's okay. There's, there's a the silver accomplishment lining. I needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, that's good. That's I, good. I, I could, I would recommend Strava very highly, and okay. I'll be there with kudos there if you, you get on. <laughs> so this is my question about Strava that I that I had is like, if I run right outside of my house, like, am I not telling the internet where I live? Well, so so there's a thing on there you can you can move your start and end point. Okay. So it'll like, I think it, it'll take away your start and end point by like a quarter of a mile. Oh, okay. So 
the internet and like people will know somewhat close to where you yeah. live, but like within a quarter of a mile, which at that point, yeah. like, eh, yeah, it's, it's not true. that close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. And like, it's probably too much tinfoil hat talk here anyways, <laughs> for your, for uh, your positive podcast. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, I like being able to see the little maps and like, if I lose the, if I lose the last quarter of a mile, I, like it can, it can really eat into the, the artistic flavor. Oh yeah. In. So I'm like, I, ca- I can't risk it. I got to have it go right point to point. You right. Know? You're a sidewalk Picasso. You can't have those. No, no, yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 that muddies up my canvas. I, I got can't, you. I can't be dealing with yeah, that. I got right? you. I got yeah, you. Yeah. You're an artist. <laughs> yeah. Like hey, you know, I try, I try to be sometimes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I've had buddies that I'll, I'll make something and they're like, you just drew UCF's logo. And I'm like, I didn't see that, but hey, cool. I guess I did. It's so. like, like you're uh, interpreting the clouds almost, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, cool. it's, it's like those, uh, what are those like ink spot things where you're, like, oh, yeah. you go to a counselor and they're like, what do you see here? That yeah, kind of thing. the Ror- Rorschach test? Is that yeah, it's there, there it is. Okay. There it is. Okay. I, knew, I, I knew the name, but I was like, it's... It had Some weird German me. name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah something like that, as, as most psychology things are. Yeah, right. 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 <laughs> well, I want to ask you, I want to ask you one more thing. Okay. So if you had advice to give to like, it doesn't even have to be a beginner runner. It could be like give to yourself as a beginner. It could be give to give to somebody that's never done a burpee before. Okay. Or give to somebody that like has never done high intensity training. Give, what would your one word of advice, like one takeaway you've given a ton of good takeaways and a ton of good reasons that people want to get out there and people should see that, Hey, like this is going to have a long-term effect on me as well as a positive short-term, short-term effect. Yeah, but sure. what, it, what is, Give, give one more pearl of wisdom from Jared. I, I think I gave it to myself in our run today because okay. I didn't run the entire way, which I thought I would, and I didn't. And I think it's an old Chinese proverb that goes, never let perfect be the enemy of good. So okay. if you're out there on a run and you got to walk, man, it's not that big of a deal. You know, yeah. you don't need to tell yourself, tear yourself up about no, it. No, definitely so, not. Yeah. So I think that's it, really. I mean, any amount of movement in a in a direction of health and and wellness is a good thing so for sure if that is a poorly formed burpee uh and then a minute and a half of rest so be it you know there it, you go it, it's always moving in the in the right direction and that's all we can do really is just move in a better direction for sure I, hey i'd jump it even like you said per- perfection so get, tell me get the proverb again uh so never let perfect be the enemy of good never let perfect be the enemy of good hey i'd say Never let perfect be the enemy of great. Because, I mean, I think going out there is great. Yeah, Honestly. Yeah. So, like, hey, I'm going to jump you up. You're, you're doing great today. Good I'm, I'm proud of you. I was Thanks, enjoying, man. I I enjoyed it. going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you, you need to give yourself a little bit of, of grace on that burpee form. You did just fine. <laughs> you did just fine. Yeah, hey, I, I the last time I did burpees, it was like a punishment thing. So, I probably did kind of like what you were saying with running, <laughs> where it's like just ingrained in me. I'm like, no, no, no. These are the punishment burpees. No, no, no. Right. So I right. started sweating a little extra, but you know, <laughs> hey, we got it done. We, we did. had a good time doing it. Did it together. It was a good time. Yeah, it was great, man. Thanks for having me. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah. I wanted to give you a big, big shout out for sitting down with me. Thank you for making this a family podcast. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. I'm, I was, I was so excited to be here. Yeah, so yeah. much fun. It's great to have you on. So, yeah. um, well, I hope, I hope everybody out there was able to get active today. Maybe you did some burpees. Maybe you got on the stationary bike. Maybe you went running. Maybe you walked a dog. Maybe you, I don't know, whatever you did, hopefully you got active today. Shout us out. If you, if you went for a workout, put it on Strava, say, Hey, I, I listened to y'all while I was working out. And I'm sure, I'm sure we'll be happy with that. That'll give us the charge to go out there again. And uh, if you want to see our, our segment on Strava, it'll be posted. If you want to go, if you're near Grapevine Lake, you want to go run our segment and run where we ran. It's a, it's a good little windy. You get a little break from the wind you get a little bit of hills it's a little little mixed platter you get everything you could want so 
Uh, just want to thank Jared one more time. Thank you, Jared, for sitting down. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Enjoyed it. Yeah, there you go. Well, hope you all had a good one today. And uh, make sure if you had a good time listening, give it that thumbs up, like, and subscribe, all the stuff. I appreciate it all. And uh, hope you all have a good one. Until next time. Peace, guys. Peace.